0: Alrighty, guys my name is anthony welcome back to another episode of the all aces podcast and uh today man we got an ace we actually got the ace of the coffee industry this guy's the king of the industry man and uh, tell him why dan so oh, fuck hold on <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you fucking went off you, you switched it up a little bit I, know. I, yeah, I, 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 fucking, scared, I wasn't ready to freestyle um all right i'm ready to go ready <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Logan Paul does it, bro I've seen yeah, him yeah. Bro, Logan and Paul reads it. off And he reads it off Yeah, yeah. he bro, reads bro, off I want him to have one, yeah Today we have the youngest Owner-operator of Dutch Bros He currently has five And he's going on six His locations are here in Visalia And Danuba And if you've ever had Dutch Bros in the area Just know this is the man behind that cup Yeah, and the crazy part about it, man Is this guy moved his entire life All
0: the way from Oregon To an entire new state To the wild, wild west of California And, um Left all his family back home, brought some friends along with him to California, uh, and bet on himself to succeed as a Dutch Bros. operator. So please help us welcome Kai, man. Welcome to the pod. Thanks, guys. Woo! Super pumped to
2: be here. <laughs> Appreciate the, uh, the introduction as well. But yeah, we're just excited to do this.
0: Let's have some fun. Yeah,
2: absolutely. All right, so we got Kai, we got Dan, we also got the host on the host. We
0: got Mr. Nate.
3: Hi, guys. We're we'll hosting today with everybody. Excited to be here. Looking buff, huh? Do I look that small on camera? Let me see. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> get the angle right. All right, we good. It, we we good. It, we like, good. You, we good.
0: Your camera zoomed out, bro. Did you <laughs> out? <Did you> <laughs> oh, my the bad. Mega wide <laughs> lens. Yeah. All the shoulders. The whole shit.
3: Yeah. It was hard walking that door. You guys got to like open it for the broad-shoulder people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so obviously, like Danny was mentioning, man, you, we were the uh, youngest, one of the youngest owner operators for Dutch Bros history, man. So I'm sure everyone at home would love to hear. How did you get
2: started in Dutch Bros? Oh man, how did I get started? Uh, it feels like it was forever ago. Um, we had a Dutch Bros right down the street from the high school that I went to and Dutch Bros is from like 30 minutes from the, the my hometown. Um, and so the franchise that I came from and the franchise right next to us is literally older than all my friends <laughs> older than I am. Um, I used to roll through the line as a kid with my mom, my dad, and it was just like the coolest place. Like yeah. it just been around forever. It was like the hometown champion, you know, like it was from the Valley, everyone protected it. Everyone loved it. Um, so I'd roll through the line when I was in high school. I'm like, damn, I just want to work there someday. Like the coolest people are there. Uh, the drinks are awesome, obviously. And it was just, it was the dream job for the valley that I lived in. Um, and one of my buddies that I played sports with got a job there, like our senior year of high school. And he's like, Oh man, like we're going to be hiring. Like you got to come drop off a resume. Cause I'd always put something in his ear and be like, all right, bro. Like, let me know, let me know. How do I get in? What's the secret? Um, he's like, all right, bro. Like my manager said, come drop off an application. Uh, I w- went by one day with an application, went up to the window, uh, the manager was there and she's like, all right, sounds good. Like, let's get you in here, like get an interview going. They just threw me on the window, uh, which was crazy. So just jumped right into it, worked the window, uh, did not know what I was doing. It was terrifying. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a couple weeks later I got a job offer, uh, and I've been here ever since.
1: <laughs> so so <laughs> you started,
2: crazy, so, so you started when you were what, 17, right? You said, yeah, I was 17, 17. Yeah.
1: That's crazy, dude. So, uh, like, tell the audience, because I feel like I, I didn't really know this before, but I guess you can't just go and buy a Dust Bros franchise. Like, there's a process to it, right? So, you kind of did have to go in there and work, you know, at 17 or, you know, whatever um, age if you're somebody else. But h- how does that work, dude? So, you have to work there. Like, what are the requisites to become an operator of a Dust Bros?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, just like you said, you can't buy into it anymore. There are some, like, grandfathered in operate, or franchises these days. Um, but I think for the last five years or so, everything from here on forward has been an operation but you have to have three years of working with the company. You have to have a year of management experience. And then we have a bunch of different categories that people have to excel in, score in reviews, metrics that we have to hit that sort of stuff um, just to be qualified. And then from there, you essentially have a ranking system uh, and almost like a tier list of where you're at with everyone else within the company. Uh, And the rest, you just go from there. So (laughs) damn, that's pretty cool to have like a whole little kind of like a draft system, kind of
1: like, like a, like a professional sport. Absolutely. Cool. It's actually
2: really cool. Yeah. And it, it works really well too, especially when we're focused on making sure that like as we grow and expand that it stays true to the roots and that we kill it everywhere we go, you know, yeah. keep everything authentic, like through and through there's nobody just jumping in who doesn't know what we're about or right. hasn't experienced it before. So it's, it's a very healthy model in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Does it get competitive though, since it is like that with metrics and everything?
2: Totally. They do a really good job, honestly. And the people that you work with are super cool. And almost everyone who is on the process and on that journey of operating, they've done it for so long that Mm. it's kind of one of those things where I think everyone is just happy with where they're at. And it does get competitive. Don't get me wrong, but you don't know where anyone else is besides yourself. So you don't don't know who's above you. So there's no like
3: stats like, Oh dude, I'm ranked like number six. (laughs) We got to knock off number five.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you're not like, Oh, this guy right here. (laughs) That's the the nemesis right (laughs) there. Yeah. So it is like a a healthy competition, but, um, yeah, it's, it's honestly really healthy. So it's been, it's been, yeah.
1: So, so once I guess you make it to like, you're in the top rankings, you know, and you get selected, um, uh, what does that conversation look like? And like, Oh, do you pick your spot? Do they pick for you? Well, what uh, what does that look like?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the way that it works is essentially we have a bunch of different teams at headquarters that are looking into where we're going, where we're going next, what makes sense. Um, and when an opportunity becomes available, it's, it's offered to whoever's highest on the list, and they have the opportunity mm. to say yes or no with no penalty if they do say no. And it just works its way down until they find someone that works. And that makes sense, you know, too. Like, mm. they, they do gauge where we want to end up, where... You could see yourself living for the rest of your life because a lot of people get into this to do forever mm-hmm. in a sense. And so that's really, really important. Um, but it's a, it's a great system. And it, they they do the process of selecting everything. And then when someone comes around that they want to pick their life up and go out there, they make it happen. So it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So so um,
1: so basically Dutch Bros headquarters, they pick Visalia. They come up to you. And um, I know, like, you know, talking to some of the Dutchburg guys, I guess there was like a little thing where not everybody wanted to take Vicelli
2: or, you know, there wasn't people that were super excited about Vicelli, but you took it, right? Is that... Yeah. I mean, I don't know all of the specifics behind it. Um, but I'm sure some people passed it up. I mean, I, for some reason, central California gets a bad rep, dude. Uh, it's, I love it here. I could see but that. Everyone else like, Oh, why'd you want to go down there? Um, but I was just willing to take the first opportunity that I had. Um, and Visalia was the first one that came my way. And so you didn't even have to ask me a second time. And I was like, let's do it. So there was no passing at all. Like, Visalia like, so was the first one, came first to the one I said, yes. That's sweet. I hadn't even been here yet. <laughs> what a you lucky man.
0: Like, were you like street yeah, yeah.
2: it? Yeah. Yeah. So I looked up some YouTube videos and, like, it was like a, a tour of Isalia. And they're like, well, oh, sure. they showed that downtown, I don't know, what is it? The theater with the clock. Okay. Fox okay. Theater, yeah, they, theater, everything yeah. just showed the Fox Theater in the mountains. I can't and imagine the, how,
0: how good the tour is. Am I silly? Right? You know, <laughs> like exactly. well, the video's good. They, like, they,
2: they did a good job of selling it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give them whoever put that together did a good job. Good enough to get you to move all the way your whole life. over. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. Right? So I accepted it, said yes. And then some people were like, Hey, like if you're moving your life, like you should go look at it. I would, I'd already made my mind up. I'm like, I'm going, but I think the next day someone was like, get your shift covered, like go mob down there. So I drove down here by myself. <laughs> Oh, wow. Walked up to the Mooney location. It was like 7 p.m. at night. I couldn't see anything. I'm like, I think this is where it's going. I got Habit Burger, and then I went and kicked it in my hotel room for the rest. Of the night. I'm like, this is where I'm going. Like, I'm that's still, crazy. yeah, I'm still in.
0: That was by yourself. Like, you
2: didn't go take any of your boys with you and none
0: of your family. That no, was, just it was all so the-
2: last second because really? uh, it was just one of those things. Like, hey, you should really go check this out. And it was like during a work day. And I was like, all right, I'll go. So I just drove down last second. Damn. Did so, it all in a day. So I <laughs> <Well, damn. laughs> you already yeah, had that's committed. Crazy. You already had, already had committed. Yeah, I'd already
1: committed. So you were just looking like at the location just for. For your own like pleasure basically. It was already done anyways.
2: Yeah, I mean maybe if there was a huge red flag when I came mm. down here I would have thought twice, but I'm like, it seems just as nice as my hometown. And people were saying some things too where they're like, Oh, like it's so expensive down there and I was like I was like typed in the home price back home and then typed it in down here. I'm like, It's cheaper and then they're like, "Oh, the crime rate's crazy." And then I like typed in where I was from and down here. I'm like, it's safer. What do you guys like? Everything about? in the book, you're like, "No, I'm gonna do the research on this." Yeah, I was like, what are you? "None of this is true." <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been great. So
1: so fast forward a little bit. Now you're ready to go. Um, you know, you said yes. It's all happening. What does that move look like? Like, was there like conversations with the family before you left, or what? What does that all look like? Did you come by yourself? Did you bring friends over? What is the process of packing up, you know, in Oregon and coming to Vicelli look like?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I made the decision because you have an understanding of a, a general timeline of when you're probably going to start receiving offers and knowing that I really wanted to take the first available opportunity. It's like go and pursue this. Um, I had a lease that was about to end and I had a feeling that I might start to have some movement come my way. And so, um, Decided not to renew my lease and I moved back in with my parents, which I hadn't done in, I don't know five years or so after moving out after high school, moved back in with them for a few months. I kind of gave them the rundown and they understood where I'd been at since I'd been doing it for a while now and explained to them the process. I'm like, Hey, I have a feeling I could be out of here in a little bit. Like I'd love to spend some time with you guys, not re-sign a lease so that I can be flexible. Um, And Visalia ended up opening up faster than I think we originally planned. And so I was the perfect candidate too, because they needed somebody to move fast. I'm like, my stuff's already packed. Like I've got my boxes (laughs) ready to go. Like I'm living simply right now. Um, But it was, I think I they asked me to be down here within like two or three weeks of the original, um, offer. And that's much faster than they normally ask for. Um, but we just kind of had to get the ball rolling. I put in like, I think a month at the franchise I was with, which was awesome. Like I loved working there so much. Um, And I literally called, I was looking around at a bunch of apartments down here from in Medford. And I called the first one that I saw that looked nice and somehow got accepted like same day. It was like before the housing market got crazy and you couldn't get a perfect timing. I thought it was a scam because they are like, all right, yeah. Like you also get a month rent free month of rent free. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> like, no, like, yeah, like, right, a, right, just right. send uh 5,000 right, right now. Yeah, exactly. Got accepted into a place like the same day, which was a blessing. Cause I didn't have to worry about like finding a place. Um, and I packed, I rented a U-Haul. I literally got off shift on a Friday back home. Picked up the U-Haul, packed it that night, and I drove down like 5 a.m. on Saturday. Sheesh! And that was it. That, <laughs> that was, was it. it. <laughs> they, I just moved into my they, new apartment. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Jeez. So it was just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So
1: from that U-Haul, dude, you never went back. I mean, obviously later on to
2: visit, but that was like you moved in, and then everything flo- flowed after. Yeah, everything flowed after. It was funny. I mean, the I didn't know it at the time, but the apartments that I applied for and ended up getting into, it was like a, a retirement community. Oh, wow. 55 and up community. I missed that on the website (laughs) somehow. And so I showed up and it was like 55 and up only. And I'm like, Oh my, like, am I gonna be able to live here? Um, but it turns out, like, I guess in California, like, a certain percentage can be under that age. Oh, so it's mo- that's Showed so up, oh, moved that's my sweet. stuff in. <laughs> Those
3: ones are literally always better than, oh, like, re- so like the regular apartments, so too. So So much better. So quiet. And they're so nice, too. Yeah, I was
2: probably the worst person there. <laughs> that's a great
3: place to be. Yeah,
2: exactly. It worked out really well. But yeah, that was it. Sent <laughs> so up down here, unpacked my stuff, got some furniture. Um, and I think I got here the 5th, and we did our hiring party on the 12th. So a week later, Started meeting everybody. It was when I met Shelby, met Euphemia. Everybody, yeah, it's crazy. So it's
0: crazy to let you say this because, like, I was on the other side of it, dude. Where like my family works at Dutch Bros, and I remember them telling me, "Oh my god, I got an interview!" And I was like, "Interviewing," but they talked about the interview party where it was like they went in a hotel, there was like a huge long line, like. You know, there's so many people interviewing oh, and crazy. you were on that side. So it's, it's funny to see like hear this side of it. Oh uh, nah? uh, dude, sure. it was,
2: it was so wild. It <laughs> was like the busiest <laughs> two days of my life. It was crazy. We interviewed like 400 people, I think. Yeah, it was a good time though.
1: So, so I mean, I mean, so when you're starting it, dude, and you're already in Visalia, you're doing the hiring parties and all that stuff. Are you like by yourself? Does corporate provide like a little bit of like, like a little bit of support, you know, while you get the wheels rolling or like, what is that, What is that process can like
2: tell. Dude, they have such a great system in place for all of these things. So they've got something called the mob and it's a bunch of studs and leaders from like within the company that have applied and are on that team and they come out and help with those. So they have a lead mob who essentially is in charge of handling all of those things, assisting you. You have teams from headquarters setting everything up for you, like getting the venue. I'm just like showing up where they say to go Mm -hmm. uh, and executing what I know how to do, which is interviewing and picking people. Um, but they do send people out. It got a little crazy because it was right around Christmas time and we had to get people home. And so I did a little bit of the hiring party by myself.
0: And I I know, like a part of the journey, I know you have a couple of your boys here from, or a couple of your your really good friends, right? All the way from Oregon. So how was that conversation like,
2: like bringing your friends all the way from Oregon over here in California with you? Totally. It was actually super interesting. Um, I didn't ask anybody to come down here and that wasn't because I didn't want anybody to be here, but I really didn't know what to expect and I didn't want to like promise anybody something that, I wasn't aware of or something I didn't want to set them up for failure you know like I knew I was willing to take the risk but I didn't want to try to sell somebody on something that I just had no idea what to expect um but yeah a couple of people ended up coming down here that I worked with and once I had broken the news to them like hey I'm going down to California I'm going to be moving in a little bit um <laughs> two people in particular reached out and they're like, all right, like, when are we going? <laughs> you know, I'm like, for real? Like, you want to go? And <laughs> they're they ready to pack their bags. And uh, one of them showed up like a week later. And then the next two showed up two weeks after that. And they've been here since they still live here and That's they love crazy. it too. Yeah. They're all settled in, <laughs> which is crazy. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't ask anybody, but that wasn't cause I didn't want people here, but I just, it felt like it was a decision I didn't want to influence upon anyone else. You know, like I understood yeah. what I was taking on, but I didn't want to lead anybody into something. I, I just wasn't. Sure, what was coming next? So
1: that's nuts, dude. So for a little bit of context, because you we were the youngest operator ever. Um, you were what? Twenty three?
2: Was twenty three? I'm sure there. I don't know for. 100% sure if I was the youngest, mm-hmm. but people have said it, but I don't I don't know. Was, uh, <laughs> legend <laughs> has
3: it.
1: You're the youngest. We're going we're gonna to stick with the Death Rose okay, mob okay, legend. Yeah, that. Yeah. You are the youngest. That. We're just going to put <laughs> an
3: asterisk next to it, but it'll, it'll be fine.
2: <laughs> Someone will break it. That's crazy, man. I,
1: mean, cause I, I think about it, you know, like at, at 23 years old, um, basically I have a big opportunity to write. And I think at that point, it just comes down to if you're willing to take the risk or not, you know, obviously you were in that position, so you were working your way up, so you were, you knew what you had to do, but still, you know, I mean, you're moving on to a whole different state, basically leaving everything behind, right, um, and it's really cool, you know, your homies, they followed you, they said, hey, what's up, you know, when are leaving, but I think that's so crazy, man, because I uh, feel like the listeners, you know, I feel like sometimes you do have to take that big risk, you know, because you're going to have that big opportunity, and the door's going to present itself, but if I feel like there's a lot of people that when the door shows up, you might get cold feet or something like that. Oh, We're yeah, just not ready, really, yeah. not ready for it. Uh-huh. That. Yeah. So that's awesome, dude. To me, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, you know, you're 23 and you said base.
2: <laughs> so no
3: regrets though, taking that? No. Being
2: no, out here? Best decision I've ever made. In my ever? Life. ever? Okay, there you go. Yeah, absolutely.
3: How often do you visit your family or how often do you guys or go back up there to visit or do they visit you?
2: Yeah. So the first stretch of being here was busy, especially with how... It was just the four of us down here Uh and we were getting everybody up to speed with what things looked like. I didn't, I don't think I got home. For the first year I might have gotten back like the following Christmas. I think is when you. I went back for the first time I'm actually going back mm. tomorrow morning. I'm leaving super early to get back for Christmas So okay. now I'm able to peel out a little oh, bit sweet. more. There you go <laughs> oh, Absolutely. <laughs> now like the roots are planted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah and, and everyone that, like We have so many incredible people here who know what they're doing now Like mm. I can take off and still be available and they'll, they'll be fine. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I've probably been back f- I think four times in the last two years, but I just drive up and make it happen Oh, there so, you go. Yeah
3: There you go. That sounds fun. Does your family ever visit down here?
2: Uh, Yes, they've started to more. My little sister goes to school south of me now. So she moved down. She lives in LA. Okay, nice. So I'm kind of like the, not the middle point, but it's a little easier for my parents to make the drive. So they'll drive down from Oregon, stay with me and, and then we'll go. go down and see my It's no, perfect. So oh, it perfect, perfect then. Yeah. The first that's amazing. Was solo, but now family comes down, hangs out.
3: There you in, go. And yeah. And I that. feel like if is usually like that midpoint too, yeah. where people stop at yeah, before yeah. they go to like Yosemite or LA. So Disney, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. The <laughs> beach. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I know you had your friends come over here and they, they followed you You know, and I think that's a really big, um, a really big example of number one, your character, your company's character, and all that stuff that goes in between. So uh, one of the biggest things, man, is like that I've always saw from the outside point of view is that the culture, man, like the culture you guys have there at Dutch Bros is, it really is like a family. Like like some companies always like to say like, hey, we're a family as a company, but like I feel like genuinely at Dutch Bros, you've created a culture where you really are a family man.
2: So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you built something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate those words. I definitely don't think that I can take full credit for building it, you know, just starts from the top down the people that I have the opportunity to work with and for and have worked with in the past kind of set that standard and set the foundation for it and just taking like what I learned from back home and then also just having the opportunity to be there right next to everybody, you know, like from day one, like being in the shop, working with them, doing it and having a great time, especially with like how cool Headquarters is and like this job genuinely is. It makes it so easy and organic. You know what I mean? Like they're real relationships. Like they're not. We're not faking it. You know. Oh, yeah. And of course, the energy gets a little high sometimes. You're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? But I mean, I almost all of my closest friends in life are have, I've found because of this job for sure. Yeah. But I think it's just like treating everybody like a human, wanting the best for them. You know, and sometimes that includes some hard conversations here and there. Like, hey, like we need to see this. Like, I think this is going to help you out in the long run. Um, but I think it's just being like a, a good person you know, and yeah. teaching that to other people, like just a bunch of good people being good people. Yeah. And then it's easy. Sure. <laughs> so I
0: think you did a good job, man. Cause I, I feel like every drive through I went up to, and I'm not saying this cause I'm biased. Cause like my family works there
2: too, you know, <laughs> but, they're great. They're great. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But,
0: um, like dude, every, every time I went up, there hasn't really been ever a bad experience, man. Where like every single time you go up customer service on point, they're super happy. Uh, everyone at home is probably wondering, man, they go up to a Dutch bros. What do they put in like the morning coffee for those guys to just be amped up 24, seven,
2: man. Totally. I mean, <laughs> obviously i'm sure everyone in there has probably had a coffee right as they rolled in you know <laughs> caffeine helps get the juices flowing in the morning um i don't know it's just easy there's something there's something that kind of gets you fired up too about working inside of the shop and like having the opportunity to like start someone's day on a better note and that makes it super easy plus you have loud music playing you're hanging out with cool people people are kind of used to the sleep schedule too. So it might be 7am for you, but they've already been up for three hours. You know, they're ready to rock and roll. Um, yeah, it's just like an easy environment to just feel like you're ready to go. <laughs> Especially when people need it too early in the day where they're like just someone like checking in on them or I don't know, get them fired up. <laughs> sure. and that's important, man. Getting them fired up. You're probably the first people they see. And,
0: um, a part of that same topic, man. Um, I've heard that as far as why you started Dutch Bros, yeah, I've heard you have an extremely like heartwarming why that is super close to your heart, right? So maybe you can tell us
2: a little bit about that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was just, uh, when I first started the job, it was a great flexible schedule where I got to work with really cool people. Everyone where I was from loved Dutch Bros. It was just for those like surface level reasons. Like I didn't really understand what I was getting into. Um, but right off the bat, like, I found that I had so many people looking out for me and like, like incredible mentors and people who wanted the best for me and they were doing it because they genuinely cared. Like they'd have those hard conversations with me. Like I was going to like, after I'd graduated, I was going to college and they check in on that and see how I was doing. And I was going through a lot of stuff at home. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and I didn't, I mean, we all grew up with tough situations, you know, and my, Life growing up was by no means awful, but definitely had some um, stuff going on with my family where um, I think mentorship was something I was like really looking for. And so I was immediately drawn and gravitated towards that. But I started to see that it wasn't just like within the shop that I worked at, you know, like I started to see that it wasn't just my assistant manager or my manager when I had the opportunity to meet my regional managers or like my franchisee, like it was just these people that wanted the best for me. I'm like, damn, like I'd die for these people. I don't care if it's Dutch bros, you know, like <laughs> I'll do this anywhere. Um, I would absolutely follow these people into anything. Um, and so I was starting to fall in love with it and I don't know, I was doing the college thing, not loving it. I realized pretty quickly that it wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, but I more so felt pressured, like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to graduate high school and go to college. And I really didn't want to know, <laughs> didn't know what I got to go do. to college yeah, yeah. or yeah. else. Exactly. And, um, one day my manager who hired me took me outside and she's like, dude, like, I know this might just be a part-time job for you right now. But it's like, I could see you doing this, like t- seriously doing it. And like, I didn't even have that thought in my mind. Um, but just her saying that and like putting it out there for me, like planted the idea in my head. I'm like, Oh dang, I, you can do this like as a career. Um, so I started thinking about it, um, kind of moved my way up while I was going to school. I became a shift lead, um, became an assistant manager and I was falling more and more in love with it, but also trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, I need to get something going where I'm working towards a career and like working for Dutch bros. Didn't, I still didn't understand what it looked like. And I wasn't sure if I could do that, even though it was what I like deep down wanted. It's also pretty private. Like I didn't tell anybody what I really was like Mm -hmm. wanting. Um, and it was crazy, dude. We had a, we had a customer in one of my first locations. And when I say that, like the relationships that you have with these customers are like, so genuine and so like really, they really are like some of these people care about you so much They check it check up on us just like we check up on them We had this guy um, Came through one of my first shops who's a little Like tougher at first like just couldn't really tell if he wanted to talk like seemed a little more reserved Like alright we're gonna like break this guy in drove a really nice sick truck arms bigger than my torso, you know, like, oh, we're going <laughs> to get this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: We're the softest ones on the inside. <laughs> I'm telling you guys now.
2: Absolutely. Um, and we like kind of broke him down, got him in, became, became one of our regulars and we actually started to get super close with him. And, um, two of my buddies that I worked with at my shop at the time got really, really close with him and they actually ended up moving in with him and he was older than we were by a good bit, but he had a house on his own. Um, he kind of like took everyone under his wing and it was crazy. because like, this is just a customer that we met through the line. Um, and he started, he's the guy who got us all into the gym, like made us go work out with him. He'd do all sorts of crazy stuff. He'd be like, all right, like we're gonna go eat habanero pepper, habanero peppers, boys. Like we're just going <laughs> to do this stuff. Right? Like, all right, all right let's thing. do it. He was just uh, one of those guys and he was incredible. Um, and, Like probably a year into it, I was like, I just become a manager and I was like, okay, like I could do this. Like I could see myself doing this for a long time. Like I'm young, like I've got my foot in the door. Like if I just stick this out for a while, it's going to work. And uh, I ended up going out to lunch with a couple of my buddies and this guy, they left and I was sitting down with him. I was explaining to him like, dude, I feel like I've got something really good in front of me and like, it's what I want to do. And like at the time I was, I was Contemplating a lot of different things, like I said, um, but like I knew that like I love taking care of people and I love providing for people, and I never thought that like Dutch Bros would be a way to do that, like make people feel safe, and, like supported. And I was explaining it to him, and I'm like, dude, I think I could do this. And he was, he used some <laughs> foul language, but he was like, dude, who cares what anybody thinks? Like, if this is what you want to do, do it. Like, you have an incredible opportunity. And I was telling him about operating, and he's like, you have to do this. Like, it's what you want to do don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Like if this is what you can do and you're going to stick your mind to it, like do it. Um, and that conversation, like sobered me up real quick. I'm okay. This is what I think that I want to do. Um, and like about a week later, man. So after I got lunch with him, like really thinking on it and we were over at his house for dinner and this is crazy. It's just a customer that we met through the line. Um, we were hanging out at his place and he was just a little off. One night we were watching a ducks game, um, hanging out with us a little weird. And so we went over, um, I had taken off my other two buddies lived there and I went open my shop the next morning as if everything was fine. I started getting a bunch of phone calls. Um, sorry if I get a little emotional, but, um, I found out the next morning that he had taken his life that night after, I left and my buddy went, went off, um, for his shift. And like, it was like at that moment, like everything just clicked in my head and like, as like awful as it was given the circumstances, like he told me to do this, like I have to do this. Um, no matter what, like he was right. And, um, it was just one of those moments where unfortunately, like I also learned like, like can't ever take anything for granted, you know, in the situations that we're in, in our lives. And I just felt like I owed it to him too. He's like, bro, you got to do this. And unfortunately like after he passed, it was like my mission. I'm like, I'm going to do this for him, you know? And it was crazy because it was just someone that I had met through the line and he had like such a crazy impact on my life. Um, and I, I tell the story to like our new hires and our people that are coming in on it because he's just like one of so many people that got to serve through the line that like came into my life. Um, it better, you know, and hopefully that I could do the same thing. Um, but yeah, from there on, out, I was like, all right, here's my mission. Like all doesn't matter how long it takes. Like I'll do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and since then too, like there's just been so many reasons to stick with it. Like we have a lot of people that are going through a lot of hard stuff. Um, and like having the opportunity to support them and like be strong, like with them and for them, you know, and understand, like, I understand, I see you, I hear you. And like, we're going to get through this is a lot of people need that. And being able to provide that um, and be there with them is, like, s- the ultimate, like, satisfaction makes it all worth it, you know? Like, even if you have a couple of people that might not dig it, but if you can, like, help a couple of people out, one even just one person, you know, from a really dark spot, um, yeah, it's it's incredible. So, that's what kind of made me stick
0: with it, for sure. No, I think that's so big, man. I feel like once you have a good why like that, especially yours, bro, I mean... There's really no no goal that's that's going to become ever bigger than that Why, You know, there's no obstacle. There's nothing that's going to stand in your way, man, that's going to do that. And um, I know we talked about a little bit on camera as well, off camera. But the fact that you tell your new hires that, bro, like that you share that story with them before they get hired on. I feel like every single person that I've seen that works for you, they all wear that on their sleeve, man. So, like, the fact that you tell them that really... Speaks volume. And I don't think they're ever going to forget that
2: for sure. Thanks, dude. I, I appreciate that a lot. And just like you said, the why is so important. I try and it doesn't always have to be that deep, you know, and your why can change, but eventually you're going to run into something a lot harder than you are, you know, and if you don't have a yeah. why you're going to break right. That's then true. And there. So it is so important, but I, it took a second to open up. I didn't talk about that for a few years afterwards, but I, as I started to share that story more and more, I realized like how it was relatable to a lot of people. And like a lot of people have lost friends and family members to suicide. And a lot of people are going through crazy stuff. I like realized how powerful it was to actually share that with them to understand, like, I I understand, like, you know, and we, we go through this stuff. Um, but I appreciate that. And it's not going to reach everybody, but the more that it does, yeah. the better, you know? I, I feel
3: like sure it, it lets people. him live on, too, a little bit. Like, it's a way to carry him on, his legacy, exactly. too, and then, like you said, everybody could kind of relate to that as well, so it's yeah. very important, and to touch mental health, too, which is a really big thing right now, super important for us to, like, right. spread stories like that, because it's so easy to forget, like, how fragile life is, and how anything could change in a day or in a second.
2: It's crazy, too, because everybody's going through something all the time. Like, yeah. that's one of the things I realized, being responsible for so many people and looking out for them, it's like... I cannot believe, especially here. There's people that have these remarkable lives that are some of the strongest people I've ever met. And I get to know them a little more. I'm like, no way.
3: hundred it's percent. It's like everybody carries something and you don't know like no, what they're no carrying. Idea. That's why I like just even being nice, just mm-hmm. a little bit nice, a smile. Like it could make someone's day or change someone's day. So oh,
2: absolutely. And it's something that you see at the window too. Like when we're serving customers, you'll have someone and it'll be a super brief interaction. And you think it's just, you're just getting them their coffee. You're just checking in seeing how they're doing. But, it can go so long so far. And you have people that come back and like, dude, you have no idea how bad I needed that. Um, someone broke it down for me one time because we get, we get flack sometimes online. You're like, Oh, like all the memes and all the jokes about us being over the top. But someone broke it down for me one time and it was some of the wisest words I had ever heard. And he was like, I think I was struggling a little bit, frustrated when people didn't want to like necessarily talk. He's like, dude, like people can come from a home where people yell at each other, scream, throw dishes, all sorts of things. They can go to a job, where they feel disrespected, unheard. You can be the only person that day that re- like calls them by their name or checks in on them. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, maybe not everybody wants to be asked how they're doing, but some people need that. 100, percent. yeah. It doesn't always have to be over the top, but even just remembering their name and be like, oh, what's up, Anthony? Like, you want your drink today? And you're like, that guy remember my name, bro. It does <laughs> go a long way, <laughs> though. Like, it really, like, really does. This guy knows me, like he cares, 100%. and it's real too. Like, yeah, customers, it's all recipro- it's all reciprocal and mutual, and it's it's incredible for sure i
0: feel like it's just that one right that one out of a thousand <laughs> that's that all you need you make an impact bro and it makes it, like you said it's all you need dude. yeah that's you can get a like.
3: lifetime like lifelong friends through that too like oh. it's crazy like in the connections just by being nice to someone and like genuinely like getting to know them oh. especially on, like reoccurring to and they're always there mm-hmm. makes the biggest difference it does
2: make an, it does make a huge impact and it's just crazy too because like we can do that any moment in our lives, you know? Yeah, <laughs> be yeah we, exactly. Just being a good person goes a long way. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> I love that, man. So obviously you make an impact wherever you go, man. And I, I've seen it as like, you know, from a friend's side, from, from people that's worked with you, but aside from like Dutch pros, man, I know Dutch Bros, is obviously your main thing, but w- what does the day-to-day look like, man, for like a Dutch pros operator like
2: yourself? Totally. I think that's one of the best parts about my job is I do crave routine, And I like consistency, but I also appreciate that almost every day is different for me. Don't get me wrong. I have some things that repeat and some meetings that we do on a scheduled cadence and some maintenance things that need to happen. But every day is different. There's always different needs, especially when you're working with a lot of people. People need different things every single month. And for us too, with the rapid growth and acceleration, we've gone from one shop to coming up on six in a short amount of time and juggling one compared to three compared to four compared to five has been different. Um, But I... I love working being super honest. I'm sure you can relate. I see you out there like every single day, (laughs) like it's just kind of engraved into us. Um, and so I'm probably working most days of the week and that's not because I feel like I have to, I'm wearing myself down to the bone, but like a lot of what I get to do is fun. And so I just try to balance like making sure everything's taken care of as it needs to be, but also that I can do the things that I want, you know, because I enjoy working. So like why not do it, but also being able to make time for the gym, make time to game cook, spend time like catching up with family or friends when I can. Um, But it's, I kind of, I wear a lot of hats, have to do a lot of different things, you know, like whether it's taking care of people or like going down to a shop and making sure that everything's ready to open up on time and that we're hitting our construction dates and those things. They're just communicating with people um, and teams back home at headquarters. There's a lot of different things that can come up and sometimes wild stuff happens that you just could never see coming, so yeah. like that's part of the inconsistencies. Um, but yeah, is just a little different. It depends. Some days are really long in like a good way, and some of them are a little shorter than others. And it's great. Like it's nice. It never feels stagnant, you know. <laughs> so it's good. I love it, dude. And
0: uh, when you're not a Dutch bro, like what, what do you do in your spare time, bro? Is there any like specific hobbies you like to do? And
2: yeah, um, it's changed. I'm doing better about having extra time to to. Take for myself. I do love to game. I'm like a huge nerd. I play some nerdy PC games I dig Escape from Tarkov (laughs) Little hardcore the nerdiest one League of Legends. I'll get into that. I'll play some Cod Warzone Um, I do try to get um, get to the gym Good good amount of the week when I can Um, and just hang out like there's so many cool people that we have here. Um, i'm really bad. I'm a mellow person and I don't do a lot of crazy stuff, but I'll try to kick it with people and, um, like low key environments, you know, sometimes I'll go like, not go out, but like go get dinner with people or hang out, but I'm not crazy. (laughs) I'm like a a creature of habit at the same time, like work, go to the gym, play games if I have time and catch up with friends. So, and then when I do do something, like I'll like take a weekend, like, go, go to LA and catch a concert or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I do it all at once. You know what I mean?
1: Oh. <laughs> so, That's sweet, man. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing too that I want to point out uh, is that like, you're a super genuine and like caring guy. And like, even when you greet, like when you greet us at the door, when you met us at the door, um, you know, you could, you could feel like from your energy, like when you ask somebody how their day is doing, like you really like, you're asking because you're like, you could feel like you're actually like care. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes, you know, people ask and it's kind of like, you know, like here and there, but for you, man, like when you, when you ask somebody, like you have that energy about you, where like you're, you generally care about people. And earlier you were saying that, you know, you, you, you've always wanted to serve people and you care for people, but you never knew that dust Pro was a way to do that. Um, before that, did you ever see yourself like being as successful as you are now? Like, was that always something that you knew was going to happen? Or if it wasn't like, when, when did that idea kind of cross your mind?
2: Totally. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. It's funny. I, I genuinely didn't know what I wanted to do exactly. I did know that I wanted to pursue something big enough to like be able to support myself and the family that I saw in my future, but I just didn't know the avenue. It's the funny and weird part about it, though. I'd always tell people, there, I'm like, I'm going to work at Dutch Bros someday. Like, I want to do this. Like, I didn't know <laughs> what level it would go to, <laughs> you know, um, but I definitely think I'm super blessed with it. and it was always a goal of mine, but I just didn't know how it was going to happen. But I mean, with putting in enough time and energy and thought behind everything, like I would have hoped that something great would have happened, you know, Mm. but I just didn't know how (laughs) for sure. And that's cool too, man, because I feel
0: like a lot of people see now, right? They see like, oh my God, like this guy has six Dutch bros, almost in record time, right? You guys are like expanding like crazy. Yeah, that's but fast. Crazy <laughs> but fast. they probably don't see, I know off camera, you said you've been working for Dutch bros for like almost seven, eight yeah. years, right? So they, don't, they only see the success now, but talk a little bit about the journey before, man. Like about, uh, also about, I know a lot of people want everything now too. Mm-hmm. And you've wanted it now, but you waited seven years working hard, grinding the pavement to get
2: to what you want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, delayed gratification is one of the best things that can ever happen to you, you know, when you understand like, okay, if I put some sweat equity, some time, some energy into this, it's going to become so much more. If I can delay some gratification and just put my head down. And when you train that, you can just do it more and more, you know? Um, but yeah, before I came down here, I mean, I was working in the shops 40 out, 40, 50 hours a week for five years straight, just making coffee, doing it, working alongside of people. Um, I managed a few different shops and I was a regional manager for a while. Um, but that was the hard part about coming down here too, because when I hired everybody just assumed I just kind of bought in or was somehow given this, you know, which is totally fine. Like I do understand that it's important to earn their respect and show them that I'm here with them. Um, but they, no one here knew what I had been doing for the last five years, you know? And so yeah. like, it was really important to me to like be in there with them, showing them that like I did, um, understand what they had been through and experience. I started as a Broista So just as everyone else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I was a a barista and a shift lead for like a year and a half. And then I was an assistant manager for seven months. And then I managed for a year and a handful of months. Then I was a regional manager for almost two years um, back home. So I've been through it all, done it all. And I've had most of the time when I was working back home, I always had a second job just to stay busy or working on something on the side, you know, Um, even though I was still working a lot, like I just wanted to, Make money and stay busy and learn skills. You know, like it's crazy what you can learn just working in another field, picking up here and there. Um, so yeah, stayed really busy, but it uh, it's definitely important to practice delayed gratification for sure, for sure. <laughs> for <is>. sure. <laughs> and like part of that too, I feel like is um, one of the most important things that I learned is when you're kind of in the moment and just going, 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 twenty four seven. It's like really easy to just think about what's next. Like okay, like when am I going to do this? When am I going to get this next spot? Or when am I going to be able to do this? That like you just miss out on like really special moments with family and close friends and those things. You know,
3: it's just like like the sacrifice, the trade off yeah, for it, basically. Yeah, yeah. The
2: time and energy is 100 percent a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Not necessarily when you miss out on relationships or those moments, but like when you're going, when you could be going out and doing something stupid, like yeah. it's much better. <laughs>
0: sure. <That's> right. <laughs> Talk a little about that, man. I, I know you mentioned like missing parties or missing, uh, just missing moments.
2: Right. So what do you think of work-life balance and do you have it? it? Does it exist? And what's your thoughts on that? Totally. I mean, I think it's huge and it's important, but sometimes I think it is worth it to sacrifice the work-life balance, you know, and there'll be times where you have a lot more life and there'll be times you have a lot more work. And sometimes you just got to put your head down and get things done. I think I definitely owe a lot of like why I'm here now to putting my head down for a lot of years and just working, um, and doing it. And I wasn't, just working like I was trying to be mindful of the people I was with like paying attention to them like doing everything I could to like make where I was better um but now I am much more mindful of my work-life balance to um like spend time with the people that I love and like not take those moments for granted because I've, I've lost family members and friends since I've started that I wish that I could like Talk with again, you know, go back and see. Um, and that's why I'm taking off tomorrow to go see my family. Like I've learned that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like making sure that I do have a balance for that. So I don't know. I'm curious. What What do you guys feel like is a, a healthy balance? Like what have you learned? Because I know you guys yeah. are. I mean, we're here right now after a long day of work, all of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I would say. I think it's definitely important, especially in the beginning, right? Whenever you're first starting something, it's always going to be those years where you have to really grind the pavement. Like Mm -hmm. I've been doing insurance seven years, you know, and I know for seven years being in business, the first seven years were kind of like what you were talking about, right? Where I didn't, I missed every party. I didn't really go to the family birthday parties or anything like that. And now it's kind of the same thing where last year I lost a couple family members and it really kind of hits you home where it's like, okay, well, business is super important. But then again, like, like you said, those moments and those conversations you can have with those people, you're never going to get them back.
2: Yeah.
1: So
0: I think it gave me like a greater appreciation to that work-life balance a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, man. But I just think in recap, I guess work hard in the beginning so you can have those free time
2: moments in the end. Right. Absolutely. And what you said is so true. Like it's just when you working so hard for something, sometimes you forget why you're doing it. Like when we go back to the why, but it's like, so you can be with your family and take care of them and support Mm -hmm. them. And all of a sudden someone's not there and you're like, Oh my God. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it and you just take it for granted. Um, but yeah, by skipping out on some of those things and putting your nose down for a few years, I mean, maybe you miss some parties, maybe you miss a trip or something like that. Like you have the ability to do so much more later on, you know, like those parties look lame compared to like, what you have yeah. the ability to go to sure. later on. Yeah, and I dude. wish everybody could see that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just, I, I feel like giving back to, like you said, you always want to be a prov- provider, right? So the ability to give back to your family later on down the road, when you've kind of had the fruits of your labor outweighs any freaking party, any drink, anything you can ever have, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure we've all partied while we were like on the <laughs> process too, but yeah. a lot more work than it, but it outweighs everything for sure. And especially when you're able to, uh, you kind of have to learn that stuff by doing it too. And if you're in a field for long enough, like you have to start from the beginning. You have to. No one can say something to you that's just going to magically teach it to you. Like you do have to get your reps in. Yeah, the <laughs> experience. You know? that. You can, yeah, you can't. Yeah. you can't pay
3: for experience. Exactly. you just got to takes that time learning. Like, oh, it's a much more efficient way to handle this and yep. go through it. Yeah,
2: exactly. And it, you can have mentors that speed it up for you, make it easier. But like, you gotta you gotta take those lumps. Yeah. yeah, you gotta just take them <laughs> exactly. as they come. <laughs> learn from experience. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there is one thing I want to ask you too. And I think a lot of people this could relate to it. How did you guys just like pop up everywhere? Like you said, you have what six stores yeah. and I feel like they like came out like wildfire. Like we just started popping up everywhere. Like how did you, how were you able to do that in such a like fast time or an expedited time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we were really blessed with the brand already being acknowledged down here with Fresno being nearby, there was already hype around Dutch bros and what mm-hmm. it was. People knew it. I wasn't a
3: hype train. Yeah, I was one of those yeah, exactly, people. all exactly. right? It was so good. It's so good.
2: <laughs> like, oh, I gotta, I'm in Fresno, Chick-fil-A, Dutch bros. Yeah. Like, I got to get it. that Dutch but bros. all an right. Hour and a half round trip. So you're not going to go do it every day. Um, that helped us out. Because when we were down here, people knew what we were. They're excited for it. There was hype for it. So the volume helped because we needed to get more locations going to alleviate, the, the volume that we had that so you so already had that there. demand. Yeah, exactly. There's already the demand. People knew what it was. We said to set a really solid foundation so that when we continued to expand the, the quality didn't drop, you know, and of course it ebbs and flows. Um, but just really making sure that our fundamentals were set so that we could grow for sure. But uh, I mean, yeah, we have to pay our homage to Fresno for sure. And the rest of the brand and headquarters, they have a really disciplined brand strategy. Some geniuses working over there. It works. (laughs) Just
3: ride it off that wave a little bit. just a little bit. So
2: it just, it takes a village, you know, to make it all happen. Um, we're blessed to have the city help us out on some of those things too, and push things in the right direction for us and help expedite some things that we needed because I mean, nobody wants their, their street,
3: dude all oh, those lines are crazy yeah. Yeah. like yeah. you yeah. wanted to go anywhere like, you're near co-west you cannot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was crazy, it was, it was crazy. but it worth was. it though like it was worth waiting in that line <laughs> no. i'll tell you well, though
2: and it was so funny because none of us were from here so everyone's like oh Visalia, california no one knows what vice where visalia is on the map like it's not everyone showed up who were from other states like it's not going to be busy and then like 30 minutes for opening. We're like, boom.
3: Oh. Were there people like knocking on the door before you guys open? Oh, yeah. Like
2: 10, 20 minutes yeah, before we, you guys open? Like, hey, can we get in here? You know, we couldn't get anything done when we were getting the shop ready. So we're like, is it open? And we're like, it's just a second longer. Just come on. It's yeah.
3: seven? Come on. Yeah, Yeah, totally.
2: yeah but it was
3: uh, it was a good time. Not a bad
2: problem to have at all. No, definitely not. And you have
3: the demand already. All you yeah. need is that supply. That's it. So,
2: and, we, and the crazy thing, too, is we had no idea when we were coming over here. You know, it was one of the first, um, first in the market area. Uh-huh. Um, and it was also during COVID and a lot of people were fine to chill in their car, you know, that nothing was open. Yeah, exactly. So people were down to come kick it and have a that good was time. Like an event, yeah, right. we just
0: made it a party. You, you know? guys shut down Mooney, bro. <laughs> yeah,
2: <it was>
1: literally <laughs> like that. It was crazy
3: how long those lines were. Yeah, it
1: like, was first week, dude. It was like I mean, like if you were going to Dustra, it was unbearable cuz if you were But if you were going to Dutch Pro, it was like you said, you know, it was, it it was, was like oh, I'll wait yeah, in it this was, line. It was something to do
2: during COVID. So totally. like, shit, you had a good time when you went through?
0: If you went to Fresno though, before, I feel like you already used to it too. Cuz Fresno lines are pretty That is true. So when you came here, it was like almost expected, but the cool thing about it is it's like I don't wanna throw shade at Starbucks or nothing, you know what I mean? But like there can be a Damn, super shots long fired. line like that, but it's gonna take you a freaking hour, bro. But like Dutch Bros, there can be a long line and I feel like the perception is like, oh, okay, it's probably
2: like 10, 15 minutes, you know, it's super quick. Yeah, and that's something that we we take a lot of pride in. It's just making sure that we're we're always moving with a sense of urgency. Like we wanna make it consistent so that someone does see a long line, they're not worried, like, oh, can I make it to work today or can I not? Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, all right, we gotta keep it consistent so that you have that trust in us. Like, all right, we're gonna get it done for you, you know, and make a drink, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Those things are always good, bro. I do <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> That 911,
3: I'm telling oh, you. So like, if I need something, yeah. yeah if I need my caffeine. Careful. I need that caffeine, gotta go man. Snatch
2: it before you go to the gym. <laughs> and then the pre workout. Yeah, exactly. Your heart's just beating now. Bro, PR, choice. though. That's uh,
1: all that matters. We oh PR today. We so PR, all right? <laughs>
2: that's good.
0: So, on the topic of drinks, bro, I'm sure everyone at home is wondering what is the favorite drink of the. Yo, know, Dutch Bros operator Kai. What's your favorite oh, drink? Oh man?
2: man, that's funny. Um it's changed, you know, I didn't like coffee when I started here. Uh-huh. Say so yeah, I started wow. with one of the sweeter <laughs> drinks, like ice kickers. I feel like that was notorious for what everyone kind of like starts with. Nowadays is the golden Eagle. Everyone gets the golden Eagle. Um, but as like I worked in the shop for eight, 10 hours a day, you start to realize like, okay, I can't have these all day, you know? So you simplify it a little bit and then you okay. just eventually just end up drinking water or tea or, but I really like uh, our Americanos. So I just got like an nice Americano. Um, sometimes I'll throw soft top on it. Sometimes I'll throw like cream and caramel in it just depends on the day okay. but they're simple and it's like just really espresso and water it's so, a job done though Yeah, i'm not sucking down a ton of calories if i'm having a couple of them in a day and i can get it calorie conscious that's I, good I, that's I, I, good I, I, right I can, there i can get a decaf <laughs> if i'm going to the gym later oh there you <laughs> go work out you know <laughs> so
3: balance save balance room for, for that pre double scoop real quick <laughs>
0: exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy because I, I literally see people in the morning shotgunning those things or like literally taking the shots of the americano or like yeah the, sh- the dubs yeah, yeah the, the dubs, dubs bro and i'm like it's,
2: it's, it's, yeah,
0: four it's o'clock like five in the, in the
1: morning if you follow somebody that's a, that works at Dutch for like you see that in the morning dude i'm like that's crazy it's Caffeine's? almost like
0: dutch takes over instagram right like at 4 a.m like, no, no, yeah
3: true yeah. that's for where it. we're going tomorrow before the workout all right i, I need these dutch shots Absolutely.
2: i'm telling you <laughs> yes yeah, they're good Caffeine works wonders in the morning when you're tired, you know, and it's almost like a ritual. You know, it's like a cheers, it's a like routine. R- yeah, a r- it's just routine. like, yeah, and it's yeah. it's fun. It's like, like now I
3: can start my day.
2: And you're like, all right, sick, and you just like, I don't know, you get some energy going. <laughs> it
3: was back good. in that culture too, you know what I mean? It's Just exactly. so good, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I love it. Dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take some dubs sometime there. You
3: guys have energy drinks there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, what sir. do would you say the coffee's better or the energy drinks? Like, what's more of like a fan favorite, and then what's the best or your favorite energy drink that you guys have there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I used to drink a lot of Rebels for sure. They're really good. Um, I used to really like just the electric berries, blue raspberry lime. Super that good. Sounds good. I, I enjoy coffee way more now. Um, like the energy drinks are scary for me, dude. Cause I can drink one before I even recognize it. You know, it's just gone. Uh-huh. Um, and so I usually stick with coffees. It's probably a pretty equal split. The rebel has blown up over the last few years and we, we pushed a lot of them out of the windows. Um, but we s- still have your die-hard coffee lovers. You know, they'll come by on a hundred-degree day and get a hot drink. And you, oh, it's so
3: it's cool that you guys like excel in both, though. Yeah, absolutely. and then your guys's energy drinks are really good they're too. Good. Yeah, like they're when they're in Fresno, good. and because obviously I'm not from Fresno, so I have to make the trip. I would get one coffee and then one energy drink, <laughs> <laughs> and because the energy drink was frozen, I drink that first, Take and it. then as soon as I get home, I will put the coffee in the refrigerator. But that way, I still have my yeah, Dutch fix. Absolutely. So, so I'm not upset that you, you guys got all. Worth it. Yes, yeah, I got to make it worth it. Yes, you yeah, know. exactly so i gotta make it worth it so i i'm not really complaining about the six shops over here you know what i mean so i'm one of the people that are happy about this here
2: thank you
0: That's I love funny. that, dude. Yeah, dude, uh, we're, we're actually sipping on a couple of the Rebels. Shout out to Sky for bringing that over to
3: us. These things are amazing, by the way. <laughs> Worth the caffeine.
0: Workout, a podcast, right? Any occasion, gets you a Rebel, man. And they sure. got sugar-free, too. You need that. Yeah, need you need that. need that. Yep. So I think it's a good time, right? I know that uh, we're starting the new segment here on the All Aces podcast today. Um, if you guys haven't heard of it yet, man, a part of having energy is doing things quick, right? You want to get things done as fast as possible. So uh, our co-host here, Dan, has... A new friend who does things <laughs> extremely quick, man. So, tell us a little bit about that, Dan.
1: Dude, so, if, if, if you're watching this, you might know about ChatGPT. Uh, we talked a little bit after. Oh, we already yeah. know what ChatGPT is. Uh, so, ChatGPT, basically, it's an AI bot, right? It's a bot. <sighs> But the catch is like, you can ask it, dude, whatever. Like, we can ask it whatever, and it will give you an answer. Think of like, think if you could talk to Google. That's kind of what ChatGPT is. Mixed with a little bit of like a personal assistant, like kind of Iron Man Jarvis type thing. So you can literally ask it whatever you want, and it's going to give you an answer. So for example, um, we asked the bot, right? You go online, you type in ChatGPT, and you start typing stuff away, right? So what we asked at the prompt, Um, We said, hey, can you come up with eight questions for a podcast with the youngest operator of a Dutch Bros franchise? And the homie chat GPT said, (laughs) first question and we're going to go into them right now we're going to go into the question chat right GPT right? is
2: scary it is it's dude, so but, it's, it's
1: but if you good. know how to utilize it oh, I made it make a sales pitch for
3: me really? and within seconds I had a sales pitch that was pretty spot on
2: I wish yeah. I was taking a high school English class just so I could try to pass it with. you would oh, yeah. too right, it's so point. on point <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> dude
3: chat I, I didn't even know you guys knew about this like oh, it's blowing up crazy dude, like, right now like, on
1: TikTok people are like posting like I passed my college finals like you know doing chat GPT so it's crazy Damn. Um. so it's nuts like it's super powerful right and if you haven't used it check it out we're not sponsored yet um but we're going to keep this segment because like okay, open ai i'm looking at you i want that sponsorship so anyways <laughs> um we're gonna get into it so first question <laughs> from the homie chat gpt it's what challenges did you face and by the way these questions are pretty fucking good actually um we asked that for eight questions so what
2: challenges did you face as the youngest operator of a dutch bros franchise i'm gonna pull out my chat gpt and answer it with it <laughs> 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 um I think the, the biggest struggle at first was just not knowing fully what to expect, you know, coming into somewhere new. And I was from an area that was so developed and had been around for so long, you know, it's just like part of the, the maturation cycle of what it looks like. And so learning that and being okay with it, you know, and also I think I took a lot of weight on my shoulders at first, whenever something would go wrong, I just felt like it was my fault, you know, being responsible for a lot of people. You want to make sure everything goes well. You want to make sure every customer gets a great experience. And when you don't, I don't know, it was like my baby. And so I just, took it personally but not i wouldn't you wouldn't see it on me but i felt it for a while you that know guilt. you're like oh like, mm, miss that one
3: <laughs> like a rookie quarterback bro like <laughs> totally. he's just like damn we lost a game my
2: fault yeah my bad yeah guys, sorry guys <laughs> you can throw for 400 yards and <laughs> yeah you did dude, nothing like, wrong yeah. no picks <laughs> yeah. five tutties you're yeah. like dude my bad guys <laughs>
1: yeah. that's funny dude these are your questions dude. they so, are we'll, we'll rapid fire these ones because Um, they're really good, but I think, um, it's going to be fun to do like a little rapid fire session with them. Uh, Okay. Number two, how have you been able to successfully manage and lead a team at
2: such a young age? Mm, I think I just owe a lot to the mentors. I was able to watch do it. I learned so much from them and, them just being really honest with me and then going out and doing it on my own. But I could not do it without the people that I have around me too. You know, I mean, I think you guys talk about this a lot. Like just how important it is to have like a team around you. So that if I'm not here or I'm sleeping or something's going on, like you have the people there to execute how you know how to. Um, and so I just have incredible people above around everywhere and that just makes it so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely set up for success. So pay homage to them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number three, what do you enjoy the most about being an operator of Dutch Rose?
2: Mm, I think, oh man, this it's just a great job just because I never thought I could do this for a career. You know, like it's so fun and there's so many perks to it because I get to watch so many people, do things that they love and like be there to again, like make them feel supported and safe. And like, I love that aspect of it. like developing people and being there for them is like my favorite thing to do. And so having the ability to do that for a job is awesome. And it's every day is different. And I never wake up and think like, Oh man, I have to go to work. It's like sick. I get to work today. You know? So that's the best part for sure. That's huge. Uh, that's that's huge. ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true yeah
1: you don't have to you get to get way. to yeah it's yeah.
2: crazy That's That's awesome. don't get me wrong some of these are tough but on <laughs> on a, a oh, large okay.
0: scale <laughs> <You're> <laughs> rambler, you crack a ravel, crack one of those
1: yeah it's, it's not too bad it's not too bad exactly okay,
2: <laughs> okay.
1: uh number four uh, this one's gonna be a little throwback but okay. how did you guys adapt to, to, to the changes and challenges
2: brought on by COVID 19 Oh, dude. I mean, I that's think right. that just rocked the world. You know, it was just a learning process and we had to be quick on our feet and adapt and trust the people that were in the positions to make those decisions. You know, and we just had to have a good attitude. And I think the, the hardest part was, it was just really good at splitting people apart, you know, and like, that's not us, uh, no matter what you believe in or where your stance is on something. It was just like, Hey, we're gonna do everything we can to make sure that everyone has a job. Everyone's safe. Everyone's healthy. Everyone feels and knows that we're there for them. Um, But, I mean, obviously, we had to mask up, do a lot of changes. We had to stop taking cash for a little bit. (laughs) all sorts of crazy stuff. Work with less people. Uh, We made it through it, and Mm. uh, it was crazy. I can't believe that we're through that now. Doesn't that feel like so long ago? Dude, it really... (laughs) What was life before that? Like, what was life before (laughs) COVID? Yeah, but it was a... I think it just kind of threw us all first spin for a little bit. Yeah, just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah, exactly. Roll with the punches. Uh, Do whatever the regulations say and whatever... There's the news for the week and go from there. Yeah. (laughs) Cool.
1: Okay, number five. How do you stay up to date with the latest trends and changes in the coffee industry?
2: Mm. There are people much smarter and really good at their jobs that do that for a living, you know, research and development team, marketing team, where they're paying attention to all of those things, analyzing the markets, paying attention to competition and what people are looking for. And uh, I lean on them heavily. You know what I mean? I'm honestly bad about keeping up with trends most of the time. And it's a good thing that I'm not in charge of that. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, I don't got to deal with that personally. They, they make the calls, and then we make it happen. There you know? go. They, they're they're paying attention. They're looking forward. I'm I'm boots on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're
1: straight. That's what it's about. No, In the absolutely. trenches. Absolutely.
2: I know. I know where where we stand, and that's a good thing that they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Number six. Good-ass question. Yeah. That dude. was a good-ass question. A, you
0: know what? You know, GOP is going in. Yeah. Like this is an AI
3: coming up with these questions. Yeah, well, we, well, insane.
1: Like I'm taking the SAT right now. These are spot-on, dude. Dude, yeah. dude. These are really good, dude. When he gave them to us, like, we're being at the when like, he said whoa. the COVID
0: when I was like, all right, something's going on, bro. Like, <laughs>
1: How does he know about COVID? You weren't even made <laughs> yet. <laughs> 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 this AI wasn't really even here yet. Okay, number six. Can you talk about any specific initiatives or community involvement, you know, your locations are involved in right
2: now? Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, this is actually something I'm really passionate about too because I live in Visalia. Everyone who works here is from Visalia and Dinuba as well in Tulare County. And so we have a couple big give back days that we do every single year. We have our Dutch love day where we focus uh, on food insecurity. And then we have our drink one for Dane day. And Dane was one of our founders and he passed away from ALS. And so we donate all the money from that day to the MDA foundation. Uh, And then we have our buck for kids day where we focus on youth organizations. Um, And then this year we've done a couple extra give back days, In our area as well, Uh, for Dutch Love Day, we partnered with the COS Food Pantry. So the college is Sequoias. Um, But for Kids Day, we partnered with the Tulare County Sheriff's Office Youth um, Police Activities League, which is super sick. And then I don't know if you guys know Salt and Light. Uh, They help around with they they deliver food and necessities to the homeless population around here. Gotcha. Yeah. We used to to sock drive with them, and uh, we're this last Friday we partnered with Casa of Tulare County and they, they help children who are in the foster system, but just, Our operation between our six shops this year and help from the Dutch Bros Foundation, we've, we're going to donate a total of like $92,000 in a year, like straight back to Visalia, which is really cool. That's awesome. So yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. It's it's just amping up because we're just getting started. Like people don't necessarily know when they come through the line, like that we're doing these things and we're spreading awareness still. And every year it's going to get busier and busier and we're going to be able to do more and uh, just partner up with some of these awesome people. So it's sick. Yeah, Thanks, I feel like it's like really
1: cool because, um, you know, sometimes I feel like when you look, I guess people, you know, you can, it's easy to look at a franchise as big as Dutch Bros and think of like, like, you know, man, they're just coming in here and kind of, you know, just kind of pimping the city type of thing, you know, but it's really cool. Like, I, I didn't know you guys did all that, you know, <laughs> so it's really cool to know that you guys actually you know, give back to 92 grand. It's not a, you know, that's not a, that's life a figure, pretty man. penny. Bro, it's also that makes like, an impact. Yeah. yeah
0: the the yeah. more you give, you also receive, right? I'm a mm. firm believer in that. So mm. all the success you guys have, bro, like it's definitely going a 10 X for sure, but by all your stuff you do for the community, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 100%.
2: And it's just cool. Cause we even pick our people's brains. Like you guys are from here, like who makes a big impact and we go out and find them. We partner up with them and volunteer with them and make sure that it it aligns with what we're looking to support and it's, I mean, it's as genuine as it gets, you know, we go sit down with them, talk with them, see what they're going to do. And then we make the decision to partner up and you're so right. Like you, you have to give, <laughs> you know, have to yeah. have to have to like be about it. Um, if you want to like really grow roots somewhere for sure. That's Thanks awesome. Hey,
1: shout out to the homie chat GPT man. <laughs> <Doing his> bangers. <laughs> bangers. These <laughs> are some bangers, dude. there. Number seven, look into the future. I like this one. Uh, look into the future. What goals do you have for your Dutch Bros uh, operation and your career as a business
2: owner? Mm, Another good question, man. I think the big thing right now is just trying to stabilize. Like we've grown so much so fast. I want to make sure that people that work for us have the same opportunity that I had, you know, and making sure that the foundation is set so that they can go on and make a career out of this or not only if they want to stay with Dutch bros, but if they want to go to college or they want to become a doctor or even a nurse or whatever it is that they're pursuing, like they have the opportunity to do that from working with us. So I just want to make sure that our people are taken care of and supported, not just on like an emotional level, but also like for their future. Um, Then, then just making sure that like we're able to keep the the standard the same, even with more locations and more people. That's really, really important to me. Um, And as far as my future with, what was, what was the end of the question on that one with Dutch bros?
1: Um, yeah. Future of Dutch bros slash a career as a business
2: owner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always definitely keep my eyes forward and open into ideas, but I mean, right now, dude, I think we're just getting started. You know, I have, it's the people that I have the opportunity to like work for and serve are some of the smartest, most humble, coolest people I've ever met. Like i would do anything for them you know like wherever they went <laughs> i'd follow them <laughs> to anywhere so right now i'm i'm planning on doing this for a uh, hot second for sure. That's awesome, dude. Okay, can, can, real quick,
1: um, this is not Chad. And G- you know what? We're gonna keep it Chad GPT. We're okay. okay. we'll <laughs> gonna We'll go back. Okay, number eight. We kind of talked. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. How do you balance the demands of running a business with your personal life and your personal mm-hmm. commitments?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I've just had to get really good at saying no to things that don't make sense. You know, like missing out on some stuff or things that I feel obligated to do, but that don't serve anybody or myself so that I still have time to do things. I've gotten a lot more organized. If you're ahead of the ball, (laughs) it's a lot easier to stay that way and plan around it, you know? Um, and so just being organized, being smart with my commitments that I do make, it's really easy to overload my plate or feel like I have to do some things that really don't make sense. Just have to be smart with that. Make sure I, I save time for, What's important to me for sure. Still something learning though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, that, that's important, dude. That's really important. Um man. Hey, shout out Chat GPT. It gave us those were eight those were eight questions came straight Dang from this. from the ether, dude, from Chat GPT. Yes, um sir. And I know we kind of We were kind of banging our heads For what would you say Like about an hour and a half You know Trying to come up with this stuff You know uh, We want to make sure To provide some good value <laughs> Dude, For it to the I audience I came up with it Like
0: literally a minute
3: This is how to you, you guys Should get all your questions now
1: This <laughs> is know. the only way now <laughs> <laughs> And they gave us You know they gave us all that, all that All that material You know within seconds so it's really cool that's crazy that
3: seventh question was good too i think that seventh one
1: yeah they had some bangers in there it was
2: really good it was really really impressive next time you just be like all right add some more make them less formal you know give me 50 50 questions you can have your your normal (laughs) seconds i'm just gonna ask you to produce a whole thing and we're just gonna we're gonna be like minimum 50 questions pick out the best ones
1: have it pick out its best ones. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, makes it easier. <laughs> Man. So dude, right now, um obviously you have, you know, you're going on 6. Um are you are you like it kind of staying on the topic of business. Are you doing anything else? Like, are you taking your money and like putting it away somewhere, investing a little bit, or well, what are you What are you doing right now? Because um, obviously, you know, you said you're still putting your head down, you're still grinding, which is really cool. Uh, but as you're building your little your little nest, uh, your little nest, you know, w- w- what ne- what does a nest look like for you right now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before I was down here, like I said, I always had a second job, and it's kind of when I was dabbling with, um, like learning to uh, about assets and how many like how to be fiscally responsible, no matter like what my income was, you know? And so after being down here and staying so busy, I keep it pretty simple right now because I don't want to, miss anything at work. I don't want to drop the ball with what I'm doing. So I just do a lot of the simple stuff. I mean, I do, um, like invest money where I can like both in like the stock market. I mean, I know crypto is not doing great right now, but oh, keeping man. my eyes Absolutely. in multiple areas. <laughs> crypto
1: <'cause, laughs> right now. It, um, FTX. I know, I know you're
2: big into real estate and like having rentals. I was trying to do that back home. And then was when I was in the perp process of buying, I ended up out here. Um, I do eventually want to try to continue to pick up some property as time goes on, you know? Um, but also just being smart times are weird right now, but like trying to take advantage of that, you know, when things are down, like it's usually a good time to get in some blood. If you got some cash or a player, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but also just being smart. I was able, I was really lucky. I was able to get a home in Visalia when, before things got too crazy. And so, um, I feel like that was a really good, smart investment to make when I first got down here. Um, but as far as that, I'm trying to keep it simple right now. So I don't overwhelm myself because it's, I've got such a good thing going and I've got a lot of people to look out for. Um, but I've got some things I want to do down the road. I had a, I started a, uh, a skincare studio, um, with a, a longtime girlfriend, but, we're not together right now. So no, that <laughs> <laughs> took um, <laughs> that took a hard. Touch it was, right sick, now, it was sick
1: though. It yeah. was sick. <laughs> wait. So you're so like physically don't but are you still so invested in it. Like, are you still a partner like in that thing, or did that like is that still? It, had, it was like a,
2: a long term vision oh. and starting small and like ramping it up. If that makes sense, yeah. we were actually doing it out of the house and it worked out perfect with mm-hmm. how we had the setup and we we're gonna scale it from there. And I had some like really cool ideas with what we could do with it later on and like something that would have been sick in Visalia. Um, um, but that's on, like, the back burner now. That's <laughs> on the back burner now. <laughs> <That's>
3: Those breakups <laughs> turn into good gains, bro. That's the best gains right <laughs> there. We're,
2: we're in the villain arc right no, now. For that's sure. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 100%. 2023
3: villain arc, for villain sure. Arc. Put
0: on Metro <laughs> Boomin, the new album, oh, Heroes and Villains. Yeah. And Heroes and Villains, and But we're, and we're on the villains, villains
3: right oh now. God. To what it is.
1: <laughs> I love that, bro. <laughs> Man, so... Do you have, so, I mean, do you have a little bit of extra time right now? sounds like you have a little
0: bit Yeah, extra definitely. Time. Yeah, That's why I have piece. a lot of
2: time, bro. It's weird. It's weird <laughs> for sure. Even if you're, you, you don't even have to be doing anything crazy, but just when you're by yourself, like all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like I have so much time in the day that you didn't, it's not that I was wasting time. I was super happy and never felt like I was not productive but i'm like damn i have a lot of hours in the day
3: when you get that time freed up totally. yeah it's so crazy it's
2: crazy and sometimes too, it's like when you're alone like sometimes you think you like to be alone but then you're like alone alone you're like i gotta go do something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like oh, this alone time doesn't feel you too gotta, good you now gotta keep the wheel turning <laughs> totally. you gotta, you gotta like keep it turning, turning. Yeah. i do definitely have yeah. more time than i'm used to but it feels great too at the same time like there's yeah. pros and cons to all of it so for sure
0: so, on the topic of like hobbies, I've heard, the rumor has it, bro, is that you throw the best UFC parties Fight nights oh, in Visalia, bro. Oh,
2: damn. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but we do have a good hey, time. You're,
1: you're Legend he's has it. A, he's, he's been a humble flex.
2: We, we do, have a, the we do enjoy <laughs> the UFC fights. So next time, you guys are all invited to come hang out. Right, we'll but say just, less. We just have a good time, especially the big cards. We get invested into it. So hey, <laughs> it's fun. You know. <laughs> but yeah, you guys have to come over and kick it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Sometimes, sometimes we'll play. I mean, if it's not a big fight, sometimes we'll just watch them. Like with all the homies, we'll just play, play poker. Oh, no. oh it's even better. Turn the cameras on, like so you can be from wherever and just watch the fights together. <laughs> it's a good time. For sure. <laughs> cool, <man>. It's fun. <laughs> what do you think of the whole McGregor comeback, dude? On the topic of UFC. Oh man, are any of you guys like? Huge McGregor boys, or I was a, ma- okay. I'm I was okay. a McGregor family. McGregor. Yeah. Oh, I think we all were at some point. I don't yeah. love,
3: but I don't hate him either. Yeah. That boy gets jacked Dude, right know, like, is jacked, ja- oh. jacked he's, right now. He is jacked. Jacked right Bro, now. He's probably as natural as Liver King. Wow. <laughs> That's so a- 100% natural. <laughs>
1: you think so? I, you know what? Dude. He's pretty jacked, but I think he, I think he has a jeans for it, dude. I, I mean, if he has all the time in the world to work out, dude. So he has a after lot. he broke
2: that leg or just <laughs> <laughs> Upper body all day. He has a lot of money. He's been out of the USADA testing pool because he's been injured, and so he's not. He hasn't been tested for anything in like the last year and a half. He could
3: still maintain a lot hey, of those games too. Deliver
1: King, freaking fifteen thousand dollars a month. He's he's looking pretty saucy to me. He's, he's not, not
3: that lot saucy, lot? but he's saucy he's right the, now for the sure. The thing
2: is, I'm like the lightweight divisions so stacked. I have no idea who he'd come back and fight. You know? Yeah. Like, he, he is the guy that could come in and knock somebody's lights out because he's, he's, yeah, he's impressive. Yeah, McGregor. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I've heard rumors that he's going to come and fight Chandler. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, saying dude, Chandler. Chandler gave Oliveira a hard time, Dustin Poirier a hard time, Gaethje a hard time. Like, that, I Chandler's a dog right I mean, you now. That's not who I'd want to come you know, back yeah. to. Yeah. Like, who's he going to fight? Like, it's going to be hard. But the crazy thing is, if he came back and got a crazy knockout, he's it's right back in it. Hundred percent, I mean. yeah, right he's there. A, he's yeah. back on top of the world. But I just don't know who he fights. It's like I, I feel like he's
0: already back in it without even coming. It's back crazy, in, right? isn't like, it?
3: Geez. When you have that name, though, yeah, man, you know Grant what I mean. And like so, so,
0: win or loss, everyone's calling him out right now. Like, hey, McGregor, come find me. Like, I know the Chandler fight would be a really good fight, dude. It'd be crazy. The Chandler fight dude. would be.
2: Imagine g- if McGregor beat him though. Like, uh, crazy. It's so interesting to see like with the level that he's at when it comes to like fame. And superstardom because there's no one else like that like you said he's, he's you're not
3: going to make that much money fighting anybody else no, no, so y- <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are you're taking that you're fight. Taking fight you're taking that fight and they're
2: all looking at him like you haven't fought in a year and a half you just the,
3: broke you so, so it's like, like it's an easier win it's
1: easier win and you get and paid, paid out more than what you. yeah so i just i don't
2: know who he fights that
1: mcgregor person would be nice like you said it doesn't matter who it is like you're picking that you're picking that thing up totally 100 percent.
3: yeah you're getting that money yeah, that's like the most money you'll make aside from fighting Jake Paul. So
2: yeah, yeah. You pick what you, it's, it's like, either that or lose to Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, 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 toss that one. Yeah, I don't know. Paid, dude. I don't know. Lose I just can't Paul. imagine who I do back it. And fight. Like I don't know, but he could. I and mean, I, without Biggie is like who he could fight up a weight class. he could go up to welterweight or something.
3: Dude, if he if he leans out with that size oh, too, dude. God. Yeah,
2: but it's like who's he fighting? Because then? Then it's like. Usman, like, I wouldn't want to fight. Oh, I hear that. No no. <laughs> no. no way. No, no. no absolutely not. go fight
0: Chumayev? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just looks. That guy's just like, I feel like he He's literally lethal, wrestled dude. with
1: bears, dude. They're just built lethal. Built built different. Built different. Built those guys out there, different. what is it? Uh, Doggy-san, dude, those guys out there, man, they're... I dude. feel like they breed them. Like you, you come out of your mom, and you are already like you know they throw you. They throw you in the <laughs> octagon on the mat, dude. Fight their whole lives. Yeah. And
2: it's they, like so their mentality. is Just unbeatable. They raise them like
3: those three hundred kids
2: of the movie. One hundred percent. Yeah, Islam and Habib, dude. Dude, incredible. And
1: on the topic of celebrities, man, um, and obviously Dust Rose. Did you guys watch? Uh, you had to watch it. The, the Trevor, the Trevor video on TikTok. Oh my
2: gosh! Which one? <laughs>
1: I mean, any the, the, yeah, the dude, main one though.
2: Yeah, Tr- Tr- Trevor Wallace is a funny guy. Yeah. He's, he's a funny guy. <laughs> that is not. Yeah, I, I'm gonna let a PR professional talk about that. one. <laughs> but That's I mean, good. publicity is publicity these days, too. You know, yeah. attention is good. Um, And he's he's a funny character for sure. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, a he, he, he I think he loves us too. At the same time, like it's like a mutual yeah. thing. You know, <laughs> that was funny. I saw it and I was like. No way. <laughs> you
1: know, when stuff like that happens, though, like in your position, like do you feel, because I mean, to me, I think it's a net positive, you know, I, obviously some of the stuff he said was kind of like, you know, but uh, to you, what, what do you think about that? You know, because I feel like we have like a saying, like no exposure is kind of bad exposure, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but wh- how, did, how did you feel about that? Like what was, how did the end, you know, feel about that? Totally. I mean, I definitely agree. I think publicity is always good. I mean, I think it's just when you have a brand that you have to be so careful of what you associate and align with. And I am not a professional in this area. There are again, people way smarter than me with this. Um, and I can't speak on behalf of Dutch Bros. Um, I thought it was funny. And like, I think, I think the majority of people also would have agreed with that for sure too, but it's not something like, I'm sure we would want (laughs) to sanction. You know what I mean? What
3: did this guy say? Cause I have no clue what happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cringe face. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Once the cameras are done, (laughs) I get to see this. It's not like Yeah. I mean, they're not going to post it on the Dutch bros, like corporate page, but I'll just say that for sure. We are are
2: leaning a little bit more into that stuff. Was it
0: pro Dutch bros? Or get or it
2: was, it was like satire, it was satire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, it was
3: but it wasn't like family friendly, basically. It, just,
2: it looked like we did it. Got you. okay, you. yeah, will see. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll pop up the clip or maybe we'll pop up like a link on the bottom if you guys haven't watched it yet, but we'll, we'll kind of like throw your <laughs> you way. The is a funny guy though. Dude. Yeah,
1: he's funny. Did, did you guys feel like on the back end that Dutch was like, did they release like a little statement about that stuff? Like, do you get an email like talking about that, like how mm. to handle it or? No, I didn't you know see anything that on that. Big.
2: Again, there's so many people that we have behind the scenes working on those things all the time. I just trust them and their ability uh, with what they're doing. They they tackle those things. So, Put it's my cool. faith in them.
3: <laughs> yeah. all, please just handle this for me, guys. <laughs> That's funny. But I mean, we
2: we have our policies in place for social media and those things that we follow, and we all know about. So, <laughs> so, so do you have a
0: after watching it? Do you have a message? So, if Trevor Wa- Trevor Wallace is watching this at home. What's your message to Trevor Wallace after that video? Trevor Wallace, big fan.
2: Not going to speak on the other
3: part. <laughs> <laughs> big fan.
0: There you have a Dutch Bros oh. operator. Big fan. <laughs> Oh, Damn, right. I want to see this now. Like, I, I, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. So keep it on the topic of Dutch Bros. I want to switch back to a little bit about the financial info about it. Um, so what did you do, bro, with like your first big check from Dutch Bros? Like my first check ever? Like your first one where you knew like the moment. First bag. It, first bag, bro, like where it changed. Where you went from like, okay, you're a barista you know what I mean? And then you went all the way up to now you're an operator and you, you kind of had that moment where you're like, oh shit, you probably went home maybe. And you're like, dude, my, my life changed. You're like, I'm that? making that money. You're making the money, bro. You know what I mean? So what did you do? Was it like a major purchase in the beginning? Was it, did you just take it to the bank? What, what did that look like?
2: I'm trying to remember if I'm being honest, I think, I think I got some furniture because my apartment was empty because I just moved down here. <laughs> Solid decision. I think, I think I saved the majority of it right off the bat. Love that. I think True. I bought some Ethereum. <laughs>
3: I was going to say that too. I was like, th- he definitely did Bitcoin or something yeah. with it. That's what I would have did off I top. So. But Ethereum was a smart move, smart move.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. But I, I tried to save a lot of it too. And just like, because I was looking into getting the, the place and house here and the market was like ramping up a little bit. So, but I, I've always just tried to be like. Financially responsible too, yeah. and like live within my means, not go too crazy. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: definitely the safe way. That's the best way to go, bro, for sure. So <laughs> at that point, man, like on the same topic, seven years in, man, at what year did you feel like your life really changed, bro? Like you felt the difference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ever since I moved out of my house, I've always been fully on my own when it came to finances and those things, um, and so. Being completely transparent. I think as soon as I was able to turn it into a full-time job where I was able to work a lot and I just tried to be really smart. And again, didn't live out of my means. Um, I mean, I started off in like a studio with three guys. So rent was like nothing. And so I was just always saving it. Um, but I think once I became like a manager and a regional manager, I was like, okay, like I could do this for a long period of time and like be super happy and like be able to like live the life that I want for sure. Um, but again, like being an operator too has been incredible. And like, it's definitely opened up some doors and like um, just at a level that I'm super grateful for, for sure.
0: Love that dude. And then um, on
2: that same topic,
0: like I know we keep going back to it obviously, like, cause people see your journey seven years in. So um, what's some advice you can give someone at home, man, where maybe they were at young Kai's position seven years ago, right, where they're first starting out Maybe they don't have a full-time job either. they're kind of trying to get their grind going, but they don't really know how to start. And maybe in the beginning, it's a little tough, man. What's some advice you would give them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's hard because everyone obviously is dealt a different hand for sure. You know, where they live, what their experience is, like the support that they have, but I think just getting into it, like finding something that, and who knows, you're probably not going to find exactly what you want to do right off the bat, but, um, getting experience is huge. And, just again, practicing delayed gratification, you know, whatever you're in, like keep relationships and connections open. Like first impressions matter, no matter where you're at, if you're at work or not, you'd be amazed at the connections you can make and the opportunities that become available just by being genuine and being a cool person. Like, I think that's huge. Um, But getting experience in any way that you can, and like take advantage of the resources too like the internet is wild like you can learn anything you want <laughs> so there. quick too you chat G P.
0: chat totally. GP. and i th- I,
2: th- I think too many people too expect something way too fast like i'm going to do this for 6 months or a year and expect it to yield crazy results because they see an overnight success story or they see someone else and they think that they were an overnight success story it's like you don't know how many years they've been doing this. Um, and so give us some time to, and, but be smart about it. You have to recognize like, is this going somewhere? Is there a future with it? Like how long am I going to be in this chapter for before I pursue the next thing? Um, and so just practice delayed gratification, put your time in and be smart with it too. Like you do have to make risks at, take risks at times for it to pay off. And you have to be willing to do that, but like make them educated risks, right? Like don't just throw it all on the table when you don't know what's going on. Like you should have a good idea of what the future is going to look like too. <laughs> you <know? Yeah>. 100%. <laughs> so. Calculated risk, right? risk is huge. Mm-hmm. So this next question I have
0: is, um, it's kind of like a two-parter, right? So two-part question. Um, number one is throughout your journey, I'm sure there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs, right? Like Just like everyone's journey, but was there ever a time you wanted to quit And then the second part is going to be what's some advice you would give to someone at home that maybe they're in a situation where it doesn't have to be just work related, right? Just, just in life in general, that they do want to quit. So what's some
2: advice you give them? Yeah. Everyone's going to hit that. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've wanted to quit what you're doing at times, right? A thousand percent. You guys, (laughs) I'm sure we've all felt that. Yeah. And a lot of the times too, it's not even because of what you're doing. Like sometimes you're just overwhelmed with what's going on in your life or how much you put on your plate or personal relationships are falling apart. I think the biggest thing that I have, have learned is like, don't quit. Like sometimes you just need to rest and take a second to like reassess what's going on. Like look at it from that third party perspective and, um, understand that like, there's always gonna be the peaks and valleys and it will probably pass. And you have to work through that sometimes. And once you've done it a few times and you see like, okay, this is natural. Like I'm going to not always have the same motivation or be able to pursue it with the same intensity. It gives you the foresight to be like, okay, next time this happens, like I'm going to be okay. Or here's what I need to do to take care of myself when I'm feeling that. Um, but I've absolutely felt that for sure. Not because I didn't love my job, but probably I, there were times where I was working full-time at Dutch Bros and another job and I was just too tired. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm not burnout. sleeping. I haven't been able to see my family and the, the burnout. Yeah. But it's usually <laughs> self-inflicted, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, what do I need to do to take care of myself and sharpen the ax a little bit? So, yeah, dude, yeah. I feel like that's super important about just not quitting. Right. Cause a lot of times,
0: when everything's get hard, I feel like it's super easy to question. Number one, the opportunity: Am I in the right spot? Am I doing the right thing? And am I doing life's purpose or God's purpose, whatever you believe in? Uh, but a lot of times, it may not even be that right. It may just be you need to kind of take take a step back a little bit and and recalculate your
2: next moves, right? Yeah, absolutely. And when you're working hard towards something too, and you're sometimes you don't even realize how much time has passed or how hard you are working. And it's like just coming back to the basics, you know? It's like, damn, okay, you've been working twelve hours for the last two weeks. Like you haven't drank any water. You're sleeping like five hours a night like not taking care of yourself So it's like making sure you are (laughs) taking care of your body because sometimes like you really just don't even recognize it You know, you're like, oh shit. I haven't eaten in 10
3: hours
2: I'm like, of course, you're gonna Mm -hmm. feel bad or like you just completely neglected your personal relationships Like yeah, you're gonna feel alone and you're probably gonna have some resent too So I'm just trying to balance those things. You'll never have it perfect, you know, so just being mindful of those things yeah important part is not quitting right yeah yeah don't and there is a time to reassess and be like should I be doing something else but quitting and ruining relationships um is never the way to go burning bridges is never Mm. worth it
0: what does that look like though like if someone's in that scenario and they just don't know like uh, what, what does that look like like what does it look like to reassess and just say hey you know this may not be the
2: right vehicle opportunity for me and there might be something better down the road what does that look like Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a little case by case for it for sure, but I think you have to look at what do you want first off and what you're does, what you're doing line up with what you want. And first off, if it doesn't, it's like, okay, well then what do I need to be doing to get that or to achieve what I'm looking for? Um, and reevaluating from there and finding what it is and then being smart about it. Sometimes you can't go all in and you have to have a little transition period, or maybe you have a door open where it's like, okay, like I do need to take this risk and pursue it a little bit. But I think it's like you have to have the end goal in mind. Sometimes you're not always going to know the end goal, but at least like, what what do I want from this? Like, what do I need right now? And what I'm doing, does it line up with that? You know, reassessing that regularly because your needs are going to change and your goals. You know, I'm sure when I have a family someday, my goals will change completely um, and then reassess and reevaluate or maybe you're not able to balance like the relationship that you want or time in the gym. It's like, okay, hey, what do I need to do to make that happen? You know, and you just have to be really smart and take action for sure. I love that, dude. So, yeah,
1: definitely. I love that advice, man, because uh, for one, it's really sound advice. Um, number two, like, I feel like you've like, you've, you've lived everything you talked about, you know, all this stuff you kind of shared, you've done it, you know, you were at Dutch Bros, and, uh, when you were given that opportunity, you were like, okay, cool. Like, I, like you knew that you wanted to have like this amount of success where right? you wanted this, you didn't know the vehicle. And then once you realized that Dutch Bros was that vehicle, you're like, okay, cool. Like now it kind of goes back on myself. And like you said, you know, then that way, you know, you're in the right vehicle, and because of that, you don't quit when the you know the troubles and the tribulations come. Like you stick to it because you know there's gonna be better days at the end of the day, man. So I love that. That's really big because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, it doesn't matter the field that they're working in, whether it's sales, corporate, or you're building your own business. Like, um, man, that's that's for sure, man. Never give up reassess and make sure that, you know, the thing that you're in can take you to the, to the promised land. you know, your, your goal is to travel at the end of the day. So Absolutely. that's powerful. That's really powerful stuff.
2: But Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with what you just said. And so obviously bro,
0: like the stuff you're building right now, bro, is, is for you. And I, I know you mentioned a little bit about your family, like probably the future family in the future. Right. So, I mean, let's fast forward a couple of years what type of legacy does Kai want to leave you? So when Kai's, let's just say further down the road, you're older, what do you want
2: people to be saying about you, man? Like the, the, the legacy you left on this earth? Damn. That's a scary and deep question. Um, I just hope the people that I've like had the opportunity to interact with and work with and serve and like walk alongside, um, dang, what do I wish that they would say? Hmm. I hope that people remember me as just like a genuine, caring person that was there for them, no matter what. I take a lot of pride in being consistent and being extremely like dependable and reliant and strong in a way too, like someone that's right there with them who will go through it. Um, but I just want to take care of people. Like, that's all I just want to be remembered for, you know, like not, not doing it for me for sure. And kind of like what we talked about when you Carrying on someone's someone else's name or legacy, you know, it's kind of you're honoring the sacrifices that people like laid out for us, you know, or like when you have a family member who's no longer with us or a friend, it's like carrying on what you learned from them and making sure like they kind of stay alive too. At the same time, like the things that you learned, like keeping that in the world, even if people don't know them, like those things are still out there carried through you exactly, Exactly. yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It lives through you, dude, and
0: I love that. And I know that honestly, bro, I'm sure we can talk all night, bro. Like, I know just talking to you is super fun um, and it's super insightful, bro. Like, I know that just sitting here the past couple hours that we've been here, like, I've learned a lot of stuff from you too, man. Just like, the, just listening to you talk and um, just how you think, man, how big your heart is for sure. So, um, uh, how do you call it? A routine of the podcast that we do every single podcast is we have one final question we wanted to ask you and it's pretty deep, man, but it's our it's our routine here. It's our tradition of the All Aces podcast. So, last question, it's kind of like a scenario-based, right? Um, scenario-based where Let's just say that you got a pay phone. There's a pay phone out there and you have one chance to phone young Kai, like young Kai when you were a kid, when you don't know anything, stuff's going to happen. You don't, you haven't really went through, or maybe you've gone through a couple of struggles, you know, you're starting to come up. What's one thing you would tell young Kai to get him through all these struggles, man? On like, now you've been through these struggles, you've been through the hills and the valleys, right? What's some one thing you would tell young Kai to get through all that stuff? Oh, man.
3: This one's
2: tough. Chat (laughs) GPT can't come up with that one. (laughs) This this one's tough. (laughs) That one's got some. Thanks, his production team. That's got some heart in it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think if I could go back and tell myself one thing when I was like you said, going through stuff, or maybe I hadn't gone through something, I think even if just young me could hear, I used to think about that all the time. Like, what am I going to look like? What am I going to be doing when I'm older? Like, and I had that vision in my head of me in the future. Like, I think if I could have just come. Shout shout it out and just giving me some affirmations. Like it's going to be okay Like You're gonna have some hard shit, but I promise everything you're doing is gonna pay off Just some of like that extra why and reassurance that I was on the right page But I also just wish I could have told myself like hey, like just be present like love your family. Like love your friends. Um, and just like soak up every moment. Cause I think that's one thing that I could have done a better job at. But I think if I could have just gone back, it's going to be worth it. I promise it would have helped me a little bit through some of the darker times where you just feel alone and you're like, dang, like uh, what is going on? Like, is it going to work out? I think if it's like, if you could see in the future and you're telling yourself it's going to be okay, like just give you some peace of mind, but well, that would be it for sure. <laughs> I love that, bro. That's,
0: that's an authentic, bro, as it gets, bro. Because life, life's tough. Life's not always easy, right? Like There's mm-hmm. so many ups and so many downs. And just like so many of you guys at home watching this, you guys have probably experienced a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And I think that if you play that back, what he just said, play back the last three minutes, go back, rewatch that, re-listen to it. If you're in the car, play it back and um, just listen to what he really says, man. Because I think it's very applicable to our everyday life now because that's something that maybe you're able to benefit from as well right now, you know, so go back, play that. And I promise it's going to help you. Thank you guys a ton. And just
2: all aces like, this is so sick. And <laughs> you guys have something really special going on here. And like, it's just that. a group of cool dudes. Like next UFC fight, you guys all better come over.
3: You have the energy too, where like you could tell you just click with someone, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. It's genuine. And then you want to be around that person. You definitely have the energy, bro. So Thanks. like, so I feel like everybody that meets you will feel that from you. And I'll, you'll have no problems with that. <laughs>
2: Thanks, bro. That means a lot. That's a good compliment. No, for I sure. Feel the like, same way with all you guys. So thank you. Love it, bro. But well, right, I think
0: yeah. that just about wraps it up, that guys. So up. we appreciate you, man. You were one of the guests we were really seeking after for a long time. So we appreciate you being here. Um, what, Bro, I can't tell you, man. This is like one of the, been the, one of the best experiences we've had so far. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching at home, man. We appreciate yeah, all the love, all the support you guys give us all the time. And so without further ado, man, we'll see you on the next All Aces podcast, next episode. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Thanks guys.